Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 202 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. In this episode, Ariel and I discuss our predictions and recommendations for quarter four of the 2022 real estate market. Enjoy. You want me to start? Because you look like deer in headlights. <laughs> I was lost in thought while you were saying that. Right. And welcome back. Welcome back. So this is a big quarter for us. It's getting really busy. Here we are, the fourth quarter of 2022. I'm excited. It has been a roller coaster of a year. We're getting back. We're back to normal. We are. It's been... So we had crazy January, February, even part of February started to change. Rates went up, market crashed, rates continue to go up, even as of recent, another three quarters of a percent. Um, but the interesting thing now is up until a month ago, multiple offers were a thing of the past. Once there was an offer on a house, if there was somebody else interested, the buyers would avoid competing. Right. Right. Nobody wanted to put a second offer in. Just, you know, it couldn't convince them. Now we're starting to see it again. So that tells me that despite the continued increases in rates, buyers seem to have a more positive outlook on the market, which yes. is always our first indication of how are we trending. So hopefully that's an indication that the fourth quarter of 2022 will be one of the better quarters of the year. I have said it a number of times. I don't put too much weight into the stats that come out from the real estate boards and from the Canadian Real Estate Association, whoever puts out stats on average home prices, days on market, list to sale ratios, things like that. Yeah, they give you some guidance a little bit, but we're on the streets every day dealing with this with buyers, with sellers, with investors, real time. And every market is different. And those numbers also get skewed because in one month, maybe you have a $15 million listing that all of a sudden pulls that average up. Or on the other side, maybe you have a $200,000 beat up bungalow that pulls it down. So looking at the averages gives you a bit of a guideline, but here's what I see. The activity is there. Yeah. Well, the for activity the better part of this is year, there. my clients were sitting on, buyers were sitting on the fence. They were waiting sure. to see what happens. For sure. Now they're moving. And what's happening, like live time, we're going into October, we're, you know, headed into what usually is a busy real estate market. Fall, always busy, right? Kids go back to school, vacations are all done. You give that two-week window for people to get back into their regular routines again. The weather starts to dip down. It's a little bit colder during the day. Sweater weather, which I love, by the way. It's one of my favorite times of year. You get into sweater weather, you know. I you're equally not... enjoy every time of year. Yeah. Good for you. So <laughs> October generally is when people list their homes. They... They get out there to look at homes that are on the market because they want to close. Before the holidays. Before, before the, the new holidays. year. They want to entertain people over the holidays. Right. And they've settled in with school. Correct. So now, 
I think we're going to see some of that activity on top of the current activity. And the last three months, we've seen a steady, well, not steady, there were peaks and valleys, but we have less listings available. And that's going to continue to happen over the next few weeks, that the amount of homes being sold aren't being replenished with the same amount of listings. I think listings. we'll see more houses. I think so in three to four weeks. But we have a window now where some of the existing inventory, we already saw it in the last week, some of the existing inventory is going to get sold. Yes. And going into that hotter fall market, there won't be as many listings available. Yeah, I think as you head into mid-November, early November, you start to see that. So if there's sellers out there in most markets, I think right now is an opportunity. Um, right now you can upgrade for less. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. If you're selling right now, figure out how much you sell for it. You'll have your budget. Go do some shopping. You'll come out ahead as compared to a month ago. Yes. And in a month from now. Yes. So... And the key is, like the homes, can obviously, you know, we've done extremely well with our properties through these peaks and valleys of the market because they're presented well. They're priced properly. There are a lot of homes that they're overpriced and they don't show well. But here's the thing. If you have a home that you're selling and it's going to be presented well, priced properly, marketed well, you may have an opportunity to buy one of those homes that are not marketed well and presented well. Well, there's a, there's a long list of properties that have been sitting on the market for 30 to 60 days Yes, where those sellers need to sell. Yes. And you can get, you know, perceived deal. Uh, yeah. Get a good, better price on one of those. Well, and there is a lot of, I'll say, worry in the minds of sellers that they won't sell. Of course, or they yeah. won't sell for X amount of dollars, whether or not they've bought something else. There's that fear, right? Yeah. And, you know, once you've decided to sell your home, you really want to sell your home. You're not just trying the market in most cases. Yeah. It's pretty intense to get your home on the market. Yeah. I th yeah. I am working with many people that are becoming more active. I think we're going to see, um, I don't think prices will change much. I think we've kind of plateaued with that. Yes, and I with, agree. With the recent increase in rates, naturally prices are going to come down a little bit because yes. of affordability coming down. Um, I don't think we're going to see any drastic drop-offs. No. In or, or increases. Or increases. In neither direction, any significant changes the, but more activity the and more predictability can, to me the changes could happen in an early spring market depending on the amount of inventory that gets sold the amount of homes that are listed gets sold by we'll be able to gauge it in january yeah because well, in january if there's only 20 to 30 days of supply right now there's about what 60 so it's kind of a balanced market but if that cuts down in half and 20, 30 days supply, that shifts to a buyer's market. So in the first quarter of 2023, 
we could see multiple interest on the nice properties, even increasing the price um, going into the end of quarter one or into quarter two. And we have no idea what the Bank of Canada is doing. Nobody does. There's predictions out there. Yeah. I've heard that this is perhaps the last increase for a while. It must be. I think this is it for this year anyway. Uh, Originally, they were predicting a handful of increases. We've only seen a few, so perhaps there's more coming. Maybe. I don't know. Average average rates now are into 5%. Yeah. Well into. But the key in the fall market in the in fourth quarter of 2022 is preparation and price. Your home needs to look incredible and your home has to be priced properly. And pricing properly is a very difficult thing to do right now. We've talked about it many times. The home is only worth as much as a buyer is willing to pay for it. And that is all left to interpretation by the seller and the seller's realtor to determine what a buyer might be willing to pay for it. Yeah. And you really, as a realtor, you need to do a lot of homework right now as to what similar homes are available on the market. Like, let's go and see them. Let's see how they they look in person. Let's, or what is not available. Like, how are you that unique that it gives you yeah. the advantage and you can price above what previous comparable sales might say you should sell for. Yes. What advantages does this property have? What disadvantages does it have? And that needs to be a pretty thorough thought process and a pretty thorough discussion, more so than any other time in recent history. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I I enjoy about having the team is that we can bounce ideas off of each other. And with every listing, we're discussing strategy and price. And as recent as the property that, well, when this goes out, hopefully that one's sold. But, you know, we had a recent property where you and I discussed it just yesterday about what the right strategic price would be. And, uh, you know, the number you suggested was the high end of what I thought originally. But given that there's no inventory and how nice the property looks now that it's ready to go, I think it's a reasonable list price. So So I think what's happened to use your word, plateau. I think we're gonna see a lot of balance right now. Um going into this fourth quarter. It's kind of crazy to think twenty twenty two is almost done and we're into twenty twenty three. Forget that. It's been three years since COVID started. I know. <clears throat> I know. That's just flown by. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think there's that balance now, there's more confidence because the pricing is balancing out. People are realizing, yes, you know, my property value may have decreased 25% in the last 18 months or whenever you want to look back at it. Um, but it's still worth more than it was two years ago or three years ago. And now if I'm upgrading my home, the percentage that it's going to cost me to upgrade is actually less. The difference amount is actually less than it would have been. Well, the argument there is that it's less, but the carrying costs are higher because they're offset by the higher interest rates. But then to counter argue that, the thought is, well, in a year or two, the buyers are better off today because the rates may come down, they can refinance and be ahead of the game. Right. 
Well, I mean, you're then calculating the difference amount because you're mortgaging both homes, right? So yes, you're paying maybe more interest now on that extra difference between the two, the sale and the purchase. Um, but if there wasn't a mortgage rate correction, call it a correction, um, then the price of the home would Or if still you didn't be, need a mortgage. Right. Then you're ahead. If you are buying the property for personal use, yes. Yes. If you're buying it as an investment, then who really cares? And related, but kind of unrelated to, so this was predictions and recommendations. And as it relates to selling in the fall, in quarter, I guess the winter perhaps, um, with the cooler weather, things you can do to help sell the home. A fall decor is... Yeah, your porch looks great right now. Thank you. It's all warm and fuzzy. Painted the front door, <clears throat> put a new light a fixture. Wreath, wreaths on both doors, plants still hanging. Like, you know, you get the best of all of it. Yeah. So you can make your house very welcoming. Yeah. Make it, uh, you know, easier to sell to prospective buyers. Yeah. Just went to Tara, picked up some mums for our Perfect. front porch. Fireplaces, I love uh, being able to keep the windows open a crack and have the fireplace going. Yep. People Very efficient. In. Very, it's not, <laughs> it's not a bad efficiency. Oh, between the fireplace and we tell everyone, leave every single light on in the house, you know, your higher selling price will offset the carrying costs. Yes. But stuff like that can go a long way. If you're selling a home that has a nice property, we've said that before, or a pool, make sure you're getting photos taken now because if you're selling, in November, December, January, February, March, you might not be able to showcase those items properly. So you may not be using those materials in the listing, but with the option of using it in some marketing, whether it's in the home or through social media or whatever. Sometimes, um, yeah, uh, exterior photos, <clears throat> excuse me, in a winter listing from the summer can maybe make a buyer think, oh, was this previous listed or were they, you know, what's, why are these here? But if it's something specific, like if someone has a quarter million dollars invested into their backyard, it's very reasonable to, and you should include seasonal nice photos where it's at its prime in the winter marketing of the home because people want to see what they're buying. Yeah. All too often, you know, well, if clients buy a house where the backyard's full of snow and they don't realize there was a $30,000 stone, paver stone patio there, um, they benefited from that. The sellers did It's funny. I just had this conversation with Natalie uh, last week because we have a significant amount of money uh, invested into our backyard. And right now all the foliage is nice and full. So we have complete privacy back there. It looks really good. And I said to uh, Nat, hey, let's... Um, Put all the kids' stuff away so I can get Ian to come I'll over and photos. get some photos. Yeah. And uh, then I realize, oh, there's a sandbox with sand. What am I going to do with it? And so you get that t takes a Photoshop. bit of planning. And yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. Delete, delete. Do you have turf or did you? No, you did grass no, again. New sod. But you entertained turf. Yes. At some point. Yes. I find that looks weird in the winter. It's hard to get used to. The one house on the street that has a nice grass. Oh, like in the, I wouldn't do it in the front lawn. Oh, just the back. Just the back where the kid's play structure was. And um, yeah, just for wear and tear purposes. Mm. That little, little patch of grass that we have, which is, it's actually uh, 
become a very functional backyard. Um, but I want to say it's 12 by maybe 12 by 12. The grass section. The grass area. So 140, 100, call it 150 square feet, uh, would have been about $20 a square foot. So $3,000 just to put a little piece of turf in there. Not really worth it. Yeah, no. And you never know. Some buyers <clears throat> don't like having fake grass. Um, I love the feel of natural grass through my toes. You walk around barefoot on the grass? I walk around barefoot in the backyard all the time. You don't? Um, I think I avoid the grass probably. You have grass in your backyard? Yeah. Oh. On the one side. It's like ten, maybe 15% grass. Oh, 85% right. yes. garden and patio. Right. So, and that was because we wanted some area for the kids, like have a swing set or whatever, something small anyways. Yes. Any other recommendations? Oh, uh, furnace and AC. So your AC has now done its job for the year, but it's still warm enough to have it inspected and have it maintenanced. Yeah, so, serviced. Serviced. That's yeah. the right word I was looking yeah. for, maintenanced. <laughs> um, so get an HVAC company to come in do a proper service on the AC, get the furnace done at the same time. That way now you know, okay, furnace is good for pumping out all the heat going into the winter cold months. And now you have documentation to show the buyers that yes, the AC is whatever, 5, 10, 15 years old, but it was just serviced in October. And um, now we've got, was that window open the whole time? Uh, yeah. Why do they always cut the grass every time we film? So we film so often. That's true. Uh, so I would get the HVAC company in. They provide a report and an invoice and you can show the buyers that to give them the confidence. Yeah. It's a great, great tip this time of year. There you go. There's our predictions and recommendations for quarter four of 2022. Nice chatting with you. Likewise. See you next week. There you have it. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you subscribe. New podcasts released every Monday, 6.30 a.m.? 6 a.m. I should know this after 202 episodes. Thanks for watching. Comment below if you have a discussion or topic you'd like us to bring up in one of the upcoming episodes. Bye for now.